tell me what to do. Okay, so welcome to Tesla East End, and it's our Christmas special, and we're in a packed out Penny Black. So, everybody, give us a shout, come on! So, it's our last podcast, 2019, and we have the last two captains to lift the FAI Cup 32 years apart, Ronald Finn and Pat Bourne. And we have the Cup sitting here. We were going to have a dramatic entrance for the Cup, but it's here on time for once. So, and it's been refurbished as well, it looks great, it's been battered the last few weeks. So. Brown's uh, fans took very good care of it the last month. Yeah, very good care. So we want to say a big shout out to Carling, our sponsors, and Offbeat Donuts who've supplied everything for us today. Carling have given us loads of points, Offbeat Donuts. There's donuts all over the place. So we want to say a big shout out to them and thank you for uh, su- supporting the show. So uh, we're not going to be covering any general news today. It's just going to be all related to the boys and we'll leave that for the new year. But we will get some plugs in. So season tickets work out at €10 Euro per match. Great value as always. And the new jersey is a hot seller at the moment. And uh, we haven't got a sponsor, but the watches sold out today as well. So 50 watches sold out today, and uh, like hotcakes. So well, we do a quick poll: like, who gives the, the new jersey without the sponsor? A solid thumbs up. So I don't know who are we gonna go for. Tifties, Ted, and East End. Can they sponsor this? We haven't got the, we haven't got the coin for that. So we've Robert's new book as well. She wore a green ribbon. Robert is somewhere around here getting a cheap plug, and uh, we'll get it in there. It's available. How much is it, Rob? 20 quid available in the club shop, so it's fantastic stuff. It's been sitting on the shelf for how long? 20 odd years now, finally completed. 20 plus. And he gave us a copy here, so somebody, some lucky fan is going to get a free copy of the book. So that is it. And um, yeah, so uh, reading the interview in the match program, you'd won it before with Dundalk, and he said winning the Cup of Rovers was a huge motivational factor for you personally. He said the team would always be remembered if you brought the Cup home. Finner. Yeah, that's, you know, from speaking to. Jonathan on a regular basis, Jonathan was kind of instilling in it in me the lead up how you know, write yourself in the history books, you become legends and then it was as the we beat balls in the semi and you know the talk started gathering pace, you kinda you start to realise how big it is. I played in a semi-final before for Rovers, I mean we got beaten away in Sligo. But um you know there's a real sense now after being bowls that you know we were playing really well that you know we had a real good chance we felt that um, on our day we could beat anyone and just speaking to Jonathan and the, the vibe around the club it was you know it was becoming a really big thing like speaking about the, the semi-final itself and we, we had been coming into a, a, a run of bad results against bowls and we just couldn't we couldn't beat them so what was there something different that was done in the lead up because the style of play I felt was different the way we usually approach bowls games well, it was different in the game we beat them um, 1-0 and um, we slightly changed yeah. we didn't we kind of played more direct um, we felt we boxed clever in the semi-final I, feel like, I felt like that I felt like we were just a little bit cuter and we didn't well, play did, a normal game when we beat them the game before that was like a monkey off our back yeah. it was like right now we can just we can do this now the media used to blow it up Every their fans used to blow it up everybody blew it up and it was becoming a bit of a hindrance yeah. and once we beat them and we knew we could get them in the semis you know we were never we were always backing ourselves and we had a pre-match video which was 
like Joey, Joey, Joey. you were yeah. you were in on this. So and it was actually clips as well from you, Pat. Clips from uh, the four in a row winners. So I suppose talk about your involvement in it as well. This this pre-match video that was shown to the players to get them motivated. Yeah, well, I don't. You know, you, you can say you motivate people, but the lads don't have to motivate themselves. And he did that. I'd say no problem whatsoever. It's a helping hand, though, as well. Oh wasn't yeah, it? probably was a helping hand. And you, like you do anything you can to kind of change things, especially if you know you haven't beaten someone in a while or whatever else, and that, and you're going into a good final. But I thought the lads on the day were just exceptional. Yeah. The football we played, and I said to Ronan, and I said to a lot of people during the year, I thought we played some of the best football throughout the season. And all you were, all I was missing was a trophy. And we, I think we well well deserved. The, the yeah, we really yeah. took it to them. I mean, oh, we did. We were brilliant we from the get go. I mean, two minutes in, Joey clattered down Massey and said, yeah. "This is this is going to be it. Yeah, this is our yeah. game of ball." You know, but um, what was the reaction to the video, Ronan, from the players? Yeah, it was quite emotional. Um, I actually kind of knew about it because it was my wife has um, had to organise a bit of it right. and try and re- like round up. So I was kind of knew what was happening, but I kept it completely quiet. So. Just for for lads to see it, it's very touching. And you know, anything we played, it just before we got on the bus, which is very important because you're then getting on your bus, you feel that that energy, um, and then you're you're arriving in Viva. So it was um, no, it was it was very good. It was it was good. Um, it was really organized, organized well by the club. And you had a family day out yourself. We t- I actually genuinely thought you were lifting the cup. Yeah. At that stage, and I thought, oh, that's a strange looking couple. Like, I mean, yeah. it's got four on it. George Hamilton thought it was a teddy bear. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so, like, was there a real sense of everybody's got to bring their family and everybody's got to come along and really support each other on the day itself? Like, I mean, there must have been a couple of hundred f- families and friends as regards to the players. Yeah, like, um, the cup is a real family event, as in, it's such a highlight of the year to come out and watch our whatever if it's me, me from my mum her son my wife to yeah. come and watch me play it's a real family event and then having everybody back in the bowling then after you know it was just that sense of achievement that you could relax everyone's happy yeah. everyone's relaxed um, relief as well yeah, more relief is massive yeah so Pat who did you go with? was the four in a row gang there? yeah we had a few lads there all right yeah uh, we had uh, Noel Larkin, Harry Kenny, Nick Bourne. Uh, Can nearly get a start in 11 over. Uh, we not wasn't far off, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so it was great. Paul Dillon was there, Jody Bourne was there. Uh, it was uh, a good lot of lads, which is great. And Noel, Noel Larkin was home from uh, Australia, which is even better. And tried and, a long uh, way just to get to see the game. He did, he did, and uh, really enjoyed it. And he was very, very impressed with yeah. the football we played. But uh, when. When we scored, we were starting to walk around to go and celebrate with the lads, you know. But when they scored, we just dropped into four seats. Yeah. We were just like, it was like, this is not really happening, is it, you know? And uh, Surreal, wasn't it? Oh, it was unbelievable. It was absolutely unbelievable. I got such a knot in my stomach. Yeah. And I, did, I don't know how you felt, Ronan, but like, it was just, must have been a horrible feeling because you're, you're there, you have your hands on the trophy. And especially you, like, the fact that here we go, like, after 22 years, I did. Like the that, yeah. I say you must. 89 minutes, I think. And oh, you penalty, have to. you're done. You have to. It's in. I think it was 20 seconds that oh, was yeah. left. Yeah. I think I saw it. Was, yeah, we'd won a free kick, and um, that was at 92 minutes. And I started to think, right. I think at one stage, Jack just lumped it into the corner. I laid it down oh, yeah. the line, but it was and I thought, we're done. Yeah. It's in, it's I in here. 
It wasn't. It wasn't the beard, the, but um. But you want to see the fall, mostly the falls. Yeah. We were hugging each other. Great, this is it, grand, the whole lot. And they kind of said, "Well, great party tonight. Here we go and have a bit of crack." But well, I never. And but what? What? I was so impressed with how the lads kept going because they were out in their feet. You were. You were. At the, yeah. You were was Jack was knackered as well. Yeah. And people were just kind of. Lee Grace was playing, playing a memory well. really more than anything else, you know. Yeah. And uh, Addy were great. But like, sometimes you know you deserve things, and I sometimes you don't it. get it. We d- we deserved it, and we got it on the, the side, yeah. and well deserved. And did you manage from rings then? Did you see the footage? No, I didn't. I was only spectacle. Been, I was there earlier in the ground. I had to do a little thing on TV, and it was yeah. just before the match. And ah, there was thousands there. Was I amazing. know. I know. It was people telling me. It was unfortunate that the team couldn't go. And have a look at it. I mean, I think the guards had a problem with it. Yeah. But it was, the, the footage was spectacular. Did you really watch the footage afterwards? Of that I haven't seen it. No. no it's, especially from up high. Yeah. Watching it go four minutes, you just you get goosebumps. Oh, yeah. It's really great, yeah. yeah. But the game itself, it, we really took it from the get-go, and that's that's one thing that I think that we missed against Dundalk in recent games is that we, we never really took the game to them, and from from the get-go, we just seemed like we wanted it. Was there something different said? Oh, the game and. Palette where we lost one there where yeah, should have beat them really. We were brilliant, um, and the game up there in order when they beat us two one, they were they were the better side. I felt I thought they dominated that game. So we kind of watched back a bit of the videos in both games and like, we dominated them. Talent, we knew the big pitch and the Aviva would sue us, and from the start we just pinned them back. Yeah, and Doc couldn't get out every time the Doc and. Um, got in the ball we pressed them high they give the ball back and we were so high then we were uh, taking the ball off them in their own half winning it and starting playing you know we could get you nearly flicked one in yourself on green as pressure as yeah, well yeah but that was it that was the high press we were just getting after them early they couldn't get out like speaking to say Sean Gannon after the game was just going to, couldn't get out yeah. they just couldn't Pat Holden wasn't really giving the man in behind so all they could do was play the Pat's feet but Pico and Lee and Joey were just coming in taking nicking it and we were just picking up the second ball yeah. and we were just dominating possession there wasn't really a period in the game where they seized momentum and took over I felt they had little maybe patches but they had a little patch I think maybe from 50 minutes onwards well, all in all 10 like, minutes maybe yeah like yeah. we kind of regained control and if you look back even the chances we had we had some good chances um, I know they had a couple of half chances but Wanted to save at the end from Alan was just unbelievable. Oh, Changed the game, didn't it? I just thought, right, we can yeah. do it now because you know, yeah. immediately when, when the goal went, then I just thought we're done. I just being a pessimist. I'll never forget that moment. But well, what about you? How was that when the team? Never like, ever forget that moment. What did you think? I caught, like, I seen how <laughs> sweet he struck. I was like, please go away. Just not because I knew it was travelling, so I just was hoping it was gonna go past the net. I got wood and I just seen it smash. So when I like, hit the net, I mean, couple just of, like a couple of seconds later, it's done. Give 90 minutes done. What was said in the huddle? Uh, we just came in. It was the perfect time. Like in that sense, they scored and it was over. So the manager could get us all in and we could just regroup. And it was a blow, of course, but it was a chance for the manager James, just just to go listen. It's gone. You know, there's nothing we can do. Yeah. Like, get get, get over going it. again. This is it. Like, you're, you're man, you need to stand up here. Do you remember what, remember what you said? Or, I know Joey's talking as well. Like, like, no, in the moment, you're kind of, you're just getting your head together. You know, you really need to, you know, because you're, you're hit. Like, it was difficult. Like, you know, you're thinking you're there. And then you just need to establish yourself again, compose yourself. 
get everyone going, concentrate, and then even at extra time, I felt if anyone was going to score, it was us. I know that George Kelly had the chance right at the end, but other than that, it just like listen overall, it's beat any you know anyone. I'd be, I'd be close, still close to Sean Gannon, and he would say, "Listen, it's deserved to win it." You know that was it. Yeah. Yeah, like I think like anybody watching the game. You know, we, and, we'd be naturally biased, but in that game. I felt that we were the better team. Yeah, yeah. I think anybody. So I, I think it speaks volumes for the lads to be able to get themselves up and going again, because they were after running themselves into the ground. It's huge. And the, as, as Roland said, the game's over. You've been hit a body blow, and it must have been a sickness. Because I felt sick. Never mind you. And you're watching down and you're saying, "This is not going to happen again." You're not. Gonna, but to be able to kind of overcome that and go out and play the football we yeah. played for the extra time, I thought was brilliant. It was. It was and it lads it showed it, the mental strength, it, didn't it? It was brilliant, and I think. That, that that extra time will actually stand uh, stand uh, for us next year in, in the league meetings of anybody we're playing. Is it a mentality type of thing? I think yeah. so, yeah. 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 So from saying little things like that, you know, it stays with you throughout your career, you know, and you can kind of look back at that and take things that. from it, yeah, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Going into the penalty shootouts. Were you confident that you'd have done that practice? And we, did you have faith in Big Al? Oh, no, say just faith in Big Al. That was it, you know. Um, we, we train with Alan every day, and I mean, if you score a goal and, and Alan training, you're happy with yourself. He's that good. Um, he's the best keeper in Ireland, and for us to have him, you know, you know, it's, for another season, as yeah, well. it's huge. So uh, no, I always have faith in Al, and then um, thought the boys took us just put the penalties away beautifully, you know, and to win it, you know, before we before we even tried to take the fifth was great, you know, just the sense of relief is just massive. You know, we actually would have rather just won it in 90 minutes to say, you know. Yeah, because a lot of people can, can use that as a stick to beat you with and say, ah, oh, it's a penalties. And like, if Dundalk had a rule on penalties, they would have said, ah, oh, they ground it out. They as usual. And it wasn't like that at all. Like, I wanted to just beat them one nil. We didn't, so we went another room and got there. We did it. Yeah. Something I was curious about as well, the coin toss for the penalty shootout, did you decide to shoot into that end? It was, of course, yeah. You know, I won the toss. That was huge. Um, so that was a big plus, yeah. Even though you're statistically, I suppose, the advantage is then on dark going first. Yeah, nah, I'd say... Into the fans. I still think that the fans played a major part in that because when you when Dundalk were taking penalties, of course, yeah. I was at one stage I just looked to the right and I thought to myself, I'm hypnotised with what's going on here, the flags and whatever they were doing. I'm telling you, they had a, they had a hand in putting people off. Exactly. I mean, it was you now for us winning for me winning that toss was big and it was you know if they wanted to go force, they had the choice to go force. They chose to go force, but I mean. And then we had the celebrations with the joy in your face. It was, it, it was, it was strange for us in the stand because it doesn't seem real. Whereas you guys are in the moment and you're ecstatic and you're going nuts. Where we're just in the stand thinking, you have your initial couple of minutes of celebration, and you're just sitting back and you're thinking, yeah. it's real, it's happening. Yeah. It didn't hit us till the next day for us though. But yeah. like, like what was what was the feeling like when Gary O'Neill slotted that home? Just belief, genuine. Like, I was mentally got so Rains. tired, like, it was just relief, it was like, having been, been able to walk up them steps, like, lifting the trophy was just monumental for me, yeah. like, to be captain, to do that, was just something that, you could retire the next day and be like, yeah. you're going out on top, obviously you want more, you want to do it next year, 
between that moment it was like surreal. Yeah. It was a blur. Like you look back and you're trying to. You probably don't remember it, much. Because there's so much going on and it's just relief though for me it was just it was, it was massive. Yeah. Now, I suppose that's going to be an iconic image. Thirty years time, your face screaming. You'll be right up there next to Pat Byrne in the cup in 1987. Yeah. I love that behind-the-scenes behind footage of you, McAniff, just the joy in your faces. I just I love watching that clip. Yeah, it was just a thrill. It was just like, <coughs> listen, you have so many highs and lows in sport. Like, and this is just one of these ultimate highs that if you could bottle it, you know, if you can believe yeah, it, you yeah. know. It was just a special moment. And, um, it gives us great confidence now going into next year for the manager like to, after that cup win for us now next year like the hunger is there it's you want more you taste it you want more of it and it's just success winning breeds winning you know you want more you want that feeling of going again and i think you could see it already in the gym the last five days like how, back working hard yeah, genuinely like, you know everyone's back at it like so now look for the next season. So you've been hassled to death, I'd say, for the week afterwards in every pub in Dublin. Did you mind? That's hard, man. Like, yeah. I think Jack said something along the lines of uh, somebody said to him, "You must be frustrated with the amount of people coming up." To you. He says, "Now nah, this is the good part. So this is what you want. This is well, like, this I mean, is if rather that than sitting at home and." So dark. Well, the losers met exactly. the losers medal someone saying to you hard look yeah. yeah and that's the worst thing for people to say to you hard yeah. look because that, that's like a dagger wasn't said to you many times no, now, it Pat. wasn't but it's a dagger like, you know what I mean and it's, people use it can use it kind of in a, not in a nice sort of way you yeah. know what I mean we'd be delighted to say it as Roland said there like it's, the relief you must have had at the final whistle or uh, the final kick uh, and apparently they just the relief or something like everything just I say you were absolutely tired when you were speaking to fans afterwards in the album on the turn you were in now, did it strike you how many people have never seen us win this cup? It's, I know, I, I find it just hard to believe, you know, and that's why for us to win it, for our group to win it, we'll always be remembered, and for that, for us, that's huge, for me, that's huge to be the captain to win that after so long, it's something that, you know, when you go back to the club in 20 years time, whatever, you know, you'll always be recognised for this, for this achievement, but it's been too long, and I suppose there's generations that haven't seen it, you know, and it just seems like uh, the, there was so much effort put into this team by the management team and, and building this squad that they deserved silverware. It, it's just we've bought into it, the fans have bought into it. Well, all, all, most of the fans have bought into the, the Bradley regime. I can't find them at the minute. But um, it just they seems like we deserved something. Do you know what I mean? I mean nobody just deserves silverware, but we've worked hard. And you team, work, and we know. do work hard. And like we 23 league wins this year, which is an improvement on last year, and we're definitely getting better. But the confidence that we get from that win will be huge, I think, going into next season. Yeah. I think, do you think the momentum 
is going to be all with us next season. Can we use this cup as a springboard to hopefully win the league? Yeah, it will be because I think what will happen now. Well, I, I assume I think it's been there all year anyway. I think the hunger has come back, and I think we've got such a good squad. It's not just the eleven players; it's a very, very good squad. And we've managed to hold on to pretty much all of the key players. That's right, exactly. All of that, that has been huge. It's huge, it's great isn't it? Great to see Lee signing back and everything yeah. else like that. And, but it's not even that. You talk about Alan McManus and things like that. Alan's been steady Eddie. You know what I mean? And the most important thing over the weeks and over the season has been the, the lads playing. You're getting the standards are so high now. Yeah. The lads' performances, most of the lads are getting 8 out of 10. Yeah. Because the performance levels are brilliant. They're all and doing a cabo, as we say. Once you have that, once you have that, you're going to win. So, you know what I mean? And hopefully next year. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not going to be easy. Yeah. But Darker are kind of signed a few players as well. And they'll have, you know, they'll have... They've still got investment there as they'll well, don't they? to win it. And you've no right to win it. You just have to work and win it. You've no... Just there's no divine right to win the Copa no League, right. is there? No, no whatsoever. But Ronan, we're going to talk about the different position you've been playing in on the pitch at Jack Bourne since his arrival. Uh, did Bradza confront you and say, listen, Jack is going to probably play in your position or Jack is you're going to be switched out wide? And I remember in your fourth spell at Rovers, you played out wide as well and that pretty much spelled the end of your Rovers stint that time under, under Pat Fenland. So you were put out there again and have been fantastic ever since so was there a conversation or was it just like a natural progression where you kind of drifted out and Brad just said okay you're there now or no because when Jack like say in Europe I would always have played in the middle you know the manager mm. in Europe would have played me in the middle it was kind of more when Graham came back that like to get Graham and Borky right. together like, you couldn't put either of them on the wing. Yeah. You know, they wouldn't have physically, they, you know, they're yeah. more the technical players that need to be in the middle. So, physically, oh, you could play there. And the manager just says, like, listen, he knows them in midfielder, but we need you here. And that's it. Yeah, so you say, step up to the plate, I'll do a job. That's it, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a very hard 11 to get no, into. Great. No, but it's great to hear that. Because, as you said, it's hard to get into side. Especially in that midfield. But that, that just shows you. And I mean, see, Ronan was prepared to. He's a captain of the club, team, captain of the club. And like he's like most people, he said, whatever it takes for us to win. Yeah. If you want me playing a goal or playing goal, if you think I'll do a job there for you. And that's. And the great thing about he's shown that, he's shown other players that if you're asked to do something, you, you, you might have to do yeah. it. Yeah, by example. Exactly. That's the team. That's exactly. Having Borky in his best position, having Jack in his best position, it's going to benefit the team. Like, have you enjoyed playing there? You were, yeah, you like were arguably playing. possibly the man to match in the. Well, I actually the really like, well. like playing in front of Joey. You know, yeah. he's so good at yeah. talking to you, you know, because obviously it's a new and up position for me, wing back, but Joey is just. Yeah, but you know what I loved about it? But when you got forward, the quality of ball you played in the box was great. Yeah, so whipping the man. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, and, and I think I think it's been great. Oh, I can. When I saw Risley, I said I wasn't yeah. sure because. I saw much admiration for him because I think he could play anywhere. Yeah, but without without being harsh, I think you took one for the team. You could say you said right. And listen, it was like Graham is probably our best. You know, our best player. You yeah. know, signing Graham back was just massive. You can't say no to a player like it's that, can you? Brilliant, Jack. Brilliant. So 
Like, I mean, I'll play. I can play, play right wing back. Yeah. 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 Well, allow me to play there. That's what the manager says. Can't play left wing. Not a chance. I can see Ron, he thinks about cutting inside and whack him on the top. That's what he's talking about. No, so the manager just says, busy, you play there. Absolutely. That's it. Having said that, only three goals this season. Pato, he refers to you as the Ertain assassin. So, was that a low return by your standards? Yeah, it was. I should have had more. You like a goal? I do, of course. <laughs> yeah, and I want to call you a few minutes, which I was happy did, with. Did you, I can't believe he only scored three. Did you, I know, did you, yeah. Did you write out, down all the ones he missed that was well? <laughs> I'd say so. Yeah, there was a few on there. <laughs> you can remember them. <laughs> Have you ever wandered into a position that Jack Byrne or Graham uh, Burke liked to get into, or vice versa, and you clashed and somebody wasn't happy about it? And I ask this because I always love the story that Pat has about when he clashed with Adam Campbell. So do you want to retell that one, Pat? No, it was just that we were playing Pat's down in Tecora, and um, I said we have a certain way of playing, oh yeah, you know, making them forward. You might make it two or three in the game or four in the game, Max probably. And uh, Alan Campbell had come across and got, got in my space, got in the area where I wanted to go into. And by him coming across, he was bringing people with him. So instead of, I, I shouted out and said, Get the fuck out. Yeah. And so on the pitch, I'm having a chat with him and I said, Don't go in there again. And so he's been a half time. And uh, Jim McGraw said, What was that about? And I said, Well, I go in there, he stays out there, just take people away. Yeah. That's me go in. And uh, it was great, but that's the way it was because you, you know you, you had, had your role and you stuck to it. Yeah, because no, it's, it's just that we were just getting to know people. It's like Ronan and like even Jack coming back for the say We're just getting used to people going in certain areas and so you don't fill the hole because you're bringing people into it. Whereas he, he, he might be comfortable just getting there and you know yeah. receiving the ball to open the game up or whatever it might be. So or is it just communication that this is the way we want to play? This is the way I want to play. And you have to adhere to it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, absolutely. But with, I think with our current structure, I think that uh, some players are given a bit of a free rein. Like Jack, I mean, the likes of Jack could be—you could call him a luxury player—and he's he's given, you could say, a free role at times. And Borky was originally given that free role. Yeah. So at, at times, from our perspective in the stands, it seems like you've got Borky and you've got Jack, and they've got free roles, and they just kind of rotate and float around the pitch. But yeah, but once you have the players known that that's happening, yeah, well then once they're clued in. Yeah, that's exactly it. Once everybody knows their role, and mm. you know with the team, you can actually. Uh, but that's uh, but we ha we can't forget as well. We had great results in Europe, and Ronan, you broke Johnny Fulham's record of 19 club appearances in Europe. Now that's. That's a that's a stunning record to break. So surely that's a that's a proud thing for yourself. Yeah, I had no idea. Like to top it. appearance in, in for Rovers in, ever of all yeah, time. Oh, it is. It's a lovely uh, statistic and um, something that I didn't know was on the horizon. And no idea, I suppose, leading up to it. Had you an idea now? No, no idea. Obviously, I wanted to find out. Someone just said it on Instagram yeah. or on Facebook or something. Um, it wouldn't be far off now. The all-time record, I think. So that's maybe six, seven appearances yeah. away. So that would be, you know, really. So hopefully, get to a few rounds. Just need Gary Rogers to retire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he is now. He's now almost a record. He's a dinosaur at this stage, isn't he? <laughs> but um, we're talking about the Bowls wins, and we spoke briefly about it earlier on the initial one-nil win, and we had two clearances from Porky off the line, and then we'll move on to the semi, I think, straight away, and. From 
like I said, I think we boxed clever. And what I felt about it was sometimes we, against Bowes we tried to play too much football. But in Daly Mountain we just played so cleverly. I mean, the likes of Pico and Grace, when they got the ball, they were they were putting balls into the likes of Greener over fullbacks' heads. And Borky and Greener were working the wings fantastically. And we it, it worked out well. I mean, we got an early goal and we were dominating from the get-go. So was that... We, we already got over the stumbling block of the initial 1-0 win. I suppose you learn your lesson, don't you? Yeah. I mean, the game previously... I mean, we were too late. They tried to play out, give away a penalty. I mean, that was after five minutes. Yeah. Then I think we give away another penalty. Um, you learned your lesson. You know, you got to learn your lesson in daily mouth. And that's what we were really yeah. of. We were thinking, the are they going to learn the lesson? So now, like, I mean, listen, we always want to play. Of course, the manager wants to play out, wants to play out. Of course, we do. But against Bowles, they want us to play out. Yeah. They want to avoid that press and really, you know, go hard. We kind of just took that away from them. And yeah. we went kind of, whether it was Joey or in the full batter in the... I think we played three centre-backs. If it was any of the centre-backs, first few minutes, we just spun one in behind for Greener. And you know what? I wouldn't necessarily call that long ball as well. Yeah, because because long, there, it, were there were direct passes. Long, direct passes. Yeah, is that yeah. a way of dressing up a long ball? But I don't yes, think it is. You could say Michael O'Neill played kick and rush. Yeah, Michael O'Neill did the exact same thing. Up to Twig and Twig would knock it off. Yeah, and it was a lot of second ball. Yeah. But now we just kind of... You were going to say about that Liverpool. I mean, yeah, Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool so you got to mix the game up. Mm. The game is not all to be played football, nice stuff, yeah, That's it, yeah. happy stuff. I mean, so I thought we were caught a few times by balls because two things, as you're saying there, Ron, that we were caught in possession a few times, made mistakes. We tried to play the lovely football yeah. in, in bad areas. Crazy. Great, bad areas. And like, great, great respect for that if it happens and it does, you know, yeah. comes off. But when it doesn't, you, you and you're conceding goals because of it. the consequences, and we did, and it was a, it was a nightmare. But uh, the one thing I will is you've got to change the game to where we are playing. Yeah. And if it, if it takes going long, it go long. There's no shame. You have to that. adjust to your situation. No you shame. Really do. We 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 did it many times down yeah. the country, maybe or whatever it might be. Down in Limerick, getting slates off of roofs, yeah, chucked so at you. You want to believe? <laughs> but look, like, you, you, you want some some fellas and some teams. They want to battle with you. Yeah. So if you have the ball, they want to make a tackle or they want to close you down. When you, as, as Ronan said, we take that away from them. Yeah. They don't take know. away our weapon of choice. Yeah. They're, they're, uh, what they do, they go and close them down now. Or they they so really we, couldn't deal with us in the semi. They could not deal with us. They had no idea how to play against that type of game. Yeah, but as Ronan said, if you go long, all of a sudden then you're going that way. And he has to turn and go, go, yeah. go with you. Green has such a threat. Oh man, he was so good in that game, wasn't he? He was brilliant, so he gives us that option that if I'm playing wing back that day, I know I can just spill one in the channel over there, full back side, and Greener just works so much. Like, he gives us so much of the crafter, isn't he? Oh, brilliant, like, throw the play, like, he's running off the ball. Like, I mean, his goal return was very good, too. Yeah, yeah, and in saying that, I mean, he could have had so many more. Yeah. And that's not a criticism. Well, like, that's, I mean, that's something now, like, next year he'd be like, right, if I can convert. Half of them chances, yeah. 25 goals. I mean, you know, he wasn't whatever. far off top scorer either. Oh, I think he had 17 or Yeah, no, I think altogether, I think overall, but his league tally, I think it was up there with 12 or 13. I think Junior got over 15. Yeah. So it wasn't too bad. Oh, I mean, he was in the show at the end of the season. He was really so awful. Just on the first goal against Boris in the semi final, we began to complete that sentence, and it wasn't. Right, we're going we're, we're to say now, there's been a couple of memes going around about uh, the lead up to the goal. Can you remember the lead up to the goal and the corner? 
to Borky's header. Yeah, I had the ball. I played it in the channel to green. And, and obviously at the time, you just you presume it's a corner. <laughs> Looking back on it. It wasn't even a... Wasn't corner. It wasn't no, a corner. That's what I mean. Yeah, it wasn't a corner, and that is what we've been taunting bows with yeah. for weeks upon well, weeks. I, mean, I can imagine. It was a blatant one as well. How our fans played a massive role in that because it was right in front of Shenend. Right in front of the line. In the front of the line. He was under pressure. I don't know. Was he put under pressure? Potentially. When you look back on it, it was such a bad decision. Yeah. And like I said, it wasn't even a corner. So we have two all-time great Robbers captains here in front of us, but we wanted to try and find out who is the best ever captain. There's only one way to do it, and that's for both of you to take questions from the East. So we're going to have a quick one, right? We're going to get a bit of hush now because we're going to put the lads through their paces. Jesus Christ. With a quiz. I don't know. Right? We haven't got the rubber chicken with us. Don't even ask me about anything. Don't ask me about dates. I don't know that. I swear to God. So, I don't What's remember how last week. So, it'll be a Rovers themed quiz. Team Rowan and Pat. Poundy shootout style. So, it's all Rovers questions. Five questions each. Steals are not allowed. And Pat's going to go first. He has oh, a statistical Jesus advantage. Christ. So, you're Right, so, Pat, the first question for you. Where did Ronan Finn begin his career? Oxford, Cambridge, or Stanford? He's looking at Ronan, he's trying to get a, he's trying to get a hint. Oxford. No, it's Cambridge. <laughs> Cambridge United. Right. Wait, Ronan, who made more competitive appearances this season than any other outfield player? Was it Pico Lopez, Lee Grace, or Oren Voyage? <laughs> token, token gesture. So say that again? Who made more no, 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 just so you know, this is how they buy time with the quiz. <laughs> yeah, they asked you to say it again. <laughs> I should have Wait, asked come on. Who made <laughs> more, Joey more appearances in all competitions than any other outfield player? So you got Pico Lopez, Lee Grace, or Oki. Um, Pico. Pico, bang on. Oh, no, right. that's, that's <laughs> so who are Rover's main sponsor after Woody's DIY and before Pepper? Woody's. Before Woody's. After Woody's. After Woody's, before oh. Pepper. Jesus Christ, that man. Can it be passed? I'll take it. No. Can we let him out? 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 Can there's a mob waiting for you outside if you didn't get that one. So how many FAI Cup Finals had Rovers lost since 87, Pat? How many FAI Cup Finals have we lost since 87? Uh, three, is that right? Oh, go on, he got it, yeah, yeah. No shirt, please. I was just about to say three, fair We'll let Pat take that one. Uh, Ronan, question for you. What number did Pat Byrne wear on his jersey at Rovers? Eight. Oh, six. Number six. six. Pat, who scored that famous volley in Belgrade in 2011? <laughs> Ronan's boring at the seams here. Young, fresh faced fella he was back then. Yeah. The, the, 
pattern. Go on, go on. Pass it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Pat. Oh, it's Pat. Come on, Pat. Pat Sullivan. Pat Sullivan. Mad Pat Sullivan. Sorry. I'm wrong with you. Who outscored Gary Twiggs 15 goals in all competitions in the 2011 season? He was a top scorer that year. Should know this. He was top goal scorer in 2011. Yeah, who outscored Gary Twiggs? That's the way we refer to him. I have to ring a bell here. We're gonna pass it on. Gary Tate was a top ball star. No, he wasn't. In the league, he was. I think it's very hard. I think Pat wants to steal. Billy Denny. Billy Denny is right. Yeah. I had a great season. Oh, we're keeping scores. Yeah, well. I'm gonna see win Right, so we're gonna get. You keep the scores, right? Really. Pat, we're going to get you to finish the next lyric, okay? The next lyric, right, everybody's got to get, we're going to get Pat to finish the next lyric. And when I asked, oh, why she wore a ribbon? Jeez, Pat, you're not doing yourself any favours here. <laughs> Oh, oh, do you know what I'm going to pass I on to you? Believe, I can't believe the last <laughs> She said it's for the Rovers and we got to win the cup. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Wait, this one's, um, this use, one's for Finna. Here's a question for you, Ron. <laughs> Finish the next lyric of this song. Oh, Bradley said. It's the Mackinip song. What is it? It's the Aaron Mackinip song. Oh, Bradley said. We're going to play them in. Oh, it's at this time. Right, we're going to go for one more question. We haven't kept score because it's too much going around. Right, so we're going to say, oh, I give this one. Bad, quickest, quickest one for us, right? Oh, Who was the first captain for the first game of Tally? Oh. What was it? Get one more prompt here, man. It was real. Go on. Nice one, Glenn. Shane Robinson. Shane Robinson. Surprise, surprise. I just wanted to say, actually, this is our 113th episode. And we've been doing the show nearly three years now. Funny enough, our first ever show... It was on, we, me and Gareth talked for 15 minutes, right? Yeah. The other 15 minutes was an interview with you, Ronan. The I most robotic you, interview yeah. of all time. On my part. So, Ronan, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. And I interviewed in the Glenwood Orsby. And I just thought it was a nice little tie into like three years ago. And yeah. There, and you're sitting here with the cup. So back then, in, when you came back to the club in February 2017, did you envisage this? Do you think you're going to win silver at the club again? Yeah, of course. Was, was that the reason you came back? Of course, yeah. Because I knew what was being built. You know, you bought into Brazos. I knew. Dream, like, you could say. It wasn't going to be like straight away, instant. Yeah. I think the manager knew that. And that's a hard thing to convince the fans as mm. well because they have to, as it's been labelled as the project, 
but it's a hard thing to convince the fans to buy into this type of team because they want success instantly. Boy, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay, oh, no, this. Go on. How many members of the squad are remaining that was started in um, three years? Well, when I first came back, so who was left? I'm not. No, he wasn't. No, no, no. Wait, was. when you started? So when I came back, so when I signed back from the door. Okay, okay. <laughs> we only talked about this because we were talking about how he's you, it's on your own. There's one more. There's one more. Is it Pico? Pico! Pico! So Pico! In the stadium, we obviously have so, all the posters. Yeah. And but they're all takes, it's only me and Pico. Dan Devine on the fucking wall. Fuck <laughs> off! <laughs> <laughs> But listen, that's uh, we'll move on swiftly. <laughs> so before we let Ronan go, uh, does anybody have any questions? Does anybody Ronan? want to come and sit in the hot seat and sit down and have a little chat with Ronan? Anyone got a question, a fan's question? You can ask him whatever you want. It's going to be edited either way. Does anyone named Kieran Stafford want to sit down here? <laughs> hey, have we no takers? I'm fucking disgusted. Right, so we'll move, we'll move on anyway, right? So uh, we're going to have a little interval now. We're going to have a little 10, 15 minute break. Ronan, you are good to go. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Lads, give Ronan a round of applause. First captain to win the cup in 32 years. We will have a little break. Right, Pat, you're sticking around. I'm not, I'm going now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Get the mic back on. Come on here, bro. Get the mic on. We're just gonna have a. We're gonna take a break from our interval and have. Kill. What's your name? Very right, speak up and ask Ron a question. Okay. This is already an improvement on Gary. Uh, what age did you start football? Like playing for the team or just on the road? Uh, for the team. I was, I think, seven. Yes. And what would you say is your best goal? My best goal? I mean, header against balls in 2011. Oh, yeah, Which is a rarity. Yeah, which is very rare. Introduce yourself, okay? Who's the best diver on the pitch? The best what? Diver. Question. Since since I've been mad in there. I'd say Jack. Uh, maybe Jack. Joins the boy a lot of fouls. He's so good at moving, so he, he wins us a lot of frees. Anybody else, guys, before we get a little jump in there? We've got a gang of them now. Um, what was it like when you won uh, the cup? Oh, best feeling ever. The relief was massive. So, so much pressure leading up to it. And finally, to have the medal and to have the cup. Seeing the fans so happy in the stadium, just huge relief. And, of course, and buddy. what would uh, what would you have done if you missed the penalty? Uh, I would have been in the honestly. I don't know. Would you be killed in the dressing room? <laughs> don't say the fans would have killed us. <laughs> no, I don't know. Listen, thankfully we didn't do that. You know, we needed to win for the club, for us as players, for the management. You know, thankfully we got over the line. How did Joey get ahead of you in the pecking order for penalties? We were just practicing the day before. Joey he was absolutely striking my ball. I used to take penalties against Gary Rogers. I used to hit penalties for the dog. So that was in my head as well. 
But Joey Lovey strike a ball. I think people are surprised that Joey took one ball. It's such a Joey thing though, isn't it? He was kind of to like step up and defend it that people thought like that. Yeah. <laughs> he certainly was. Well oh, listen, we'll have a quick end of it and that's it for Ronald Lads. Another round of applause for Ronald. <laughs> we'll be back at ten. I like our worries not very good. Okay, so we're back from our little interval and uh, we're gonna open up the floor now. So what we wanna do is if anybody <laughs> has a story or anything personal about the cup final itself a day or you want to ask Pat something or if anybody has a quick story I'd appreciate if at least one person came up and spoke about that day like for instance my we'll get Rebecca up <laughs> you can't you can't do that so for instance my my day I'll give you a quick story about myself guys we're gonna keep it down we're trying to get it going all right my day entailed if normally my away days will can will consist of Buses full of lads, but today for the cup final it was my kids and it was a family day out because I just felt something special. I felt like we were going to do it and I wanted my kids to experience that because I've never experienced a cup final win. So everything was done precise. We are chronic latecomers, we're late for everything. We were early for everything that day. We went for breakfast, we went with the buses, everything was done on time because I wanted to make sure that just everything was run right. For Rovers to win the cup, and that's how we felt, and it worked out in the end. If you're, if, if, if you're, if you feel like you believe in that type of thing, fair enough. But I just felt like I bought into it on the day, so I'd love if anybody, Glenn, did you, did you go to the final? I did. Would you like to say something? I'd love to hear you again. Come on, um, sit here with me. Come on, sit down. We're gonna have Darren Glenn tell his cup final day story. Well, first, first, first of all, in 2010, I had the pleasure of being in Pat's company uh, in 2010. And like you were saying about military experience, we went out early, had our breakfast, and did everything precise. On time. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I don't think I even realised we lost until the following day I was that drunk, right? <laughs> but this time, I like yourself, I wanted to make sure that, I don't know, everyone had the kind of a feeling that we had a chance of winning it this, this year, we had a good side. And uh, went out early, spent it the whole day with like, the same people that I go to football with every other week. And uh, You didn't break tradition? didn't break tradition and then we met up went down to Ring's End the, the scenes in Ring's End before the game and all were, were absolutely unbelievable and, did like, you see the aerial video shot by Ben I've seen, seen it and it, it was absolutely it was brilliant and uh, so it was weird because everybody that I knew had a South Stand ticket everyone was meant to be going to the singing section and then for whatever reason on the day everyone got upgraded into fucking corporate premium, I don't know how it happened no, premium no, no. and all yeah so all the tickets were kind of working their way back down and people were arriving with no tickets and then they were getting our tickets and we were moving into corporate but the funniest part of the whole day for me was because uh, it's Rovers we were in, uh, we were in, the, in the premium side and uh, we got the late goal uh, the penalty and uh, everyone was celebrating we were right in Dundalk's faces giving it loads wouldn't be us if it was that yeah. And then, uh, what you call it, the Dundalk equaliser. Fucking 20 seconds to go, yeah, literally. everybody was just fucking devastated. Like, we were celebrating, so high to so low. And then it was like, here we go again. Now we're fucked, you know. And uh, and then basically, <laughs> the, the funniest part of the thing was, after we won it, after we won the penalty shootout, I was with Dilly, 
and uh, fair play to Dilly. He's not a young man. As, he's not as young as he used to be. But uh, he still managed to cause a row in premium and got us kicked out. <laughs> so it went off between Rovers and Dundalk in premium after winning the cup, and I wouldn't have it any other way. So you, were the, <laughs> you ended up with the proper Rovers. Yeah, we, yeah. Still, we still got a guard escort today, so it was good prank. So Darren Glenn, a fair play. Very important question. Just have a look at here. Where is the Stephen Bradley tattoo going to go? Oh, I don't know. I haven't right, we're going to we're going to address this now, right? For people who don't know, right? I accosted Darren Glennon five in the morning in the Abbo after he won the cup, and I said. I showed him a screenshot of a. Everyone know up in Bradley. A post that he said, I'll get, a, I'll, I'll get a Bradley Owlet. <laughs> <laughs> he could be quite vocal. Yeah. So I said, you have to get the tattoo. And he agreed to it on the spot. So we're going to get a GoFundMe page and he's going to get it. But I also did say in my defence that I'd rather have a, a lucky manager than a good manager. And I've always maintained that. <laughs> so uh, fair play to Stephen. So that's the, uh, Darren. Darren, fair play to you for coming. John Connolly, I want you in here. Come on. He's got a mouthful of onion rings. <laughs> If anybody else, we'd like somebody else to come in, Mark, we'd like a corporate uh, we'd like a corporate perspective from yourself. Somebody else, guys, come on. Jason Maloney. Get in here and give us your, your cup uh, story experience. Come on. So we have Jason Maloney who still hasn't written his book. So Jay, tell us about your day. How did it start and continue on? Just like everyone else. Um, start off in talent, got the bus out for. For me, it was a strange one because uh, it's not really a story about the day, but I think it was a good luck term about why we won the cup. Right? Go on. The last time we won the cup, 1987, I wasn't old enough to drink. Okay. <laughs> last year, we got knocked out of the cup to draw the, the week after. I went off to drink. Yeah. Haven't had a drink since, and we won the cup final 32 years later. So As a I'm man. Out the 32 years of mad drinking for nothing. It was a lesson <laughs> Fair play to Jay. Has anybody else want to share a cup final experience? Oh, John, John Connolly coming in. Rod Stewart, straight from his gig in the O2. Find the man with the sign. Yeah. What does it say on the sign, Prof? Rovers for the cup. Rovers for the cup. Prof hates this sign, by the way. He, he absolutely does. despises it. I'm okay with it now. Some people have criticised me for the last eight years bringing this sign. Some people have said, bring it out. I bring it for every match until we lose in the cup. Anyway, this year, brought it as per normal. And I remember being down in Galway. I had the sign. And a certain individual sitting beside me, the prof slagged the living day. So let's, let's make this, let's make, the prof made a beeline for you. Oh, when we equalised, right? That was grand. And I said, right, corner coming in. I said, here we go, here we go. And people are going, why are you so confident? Because I said, we're going to score. And we bleed and score. The next minute, the match is over. The prof is up. Get a photograph of that sign. <laughs> the prof, the man that's like me, he's like me on the podcast, whatever. But you know something? I always, always believe. I always believe in your club. That's it. Yeah. On the day, brought the sign. The only time I couldn't bring it was to Pigsbury. Because you wouldn't be allowed in, obviously. So, don't worry about it. Anyway, my match day experience was just winning the cup. Simple as that. Everything else a blur. And the best of it was, I met that legend afterwards. Mr. Papoon. Ran up the road go. after me when we were running by your bus trying to catch it. <laughs> One of my minibuses that went astray and broke down. Anyway, boys, enjoy your evening. Nice, right. Right, anybody else before we finish it off, guys? It's uh, it's all going to be... We can edit it out in the end if you're not comfortable. Nobody else. I'm going to get the weeds. The weeds can get in here. You're full of gin at this stage. Come on. Come on. Get in here and give us a, give us a different perspective. So we've got Emma Wheatley coming now, she's a podcast regular and she's going to give us her perspective on the cup. So tell us, 
How did your day start out and had you got any traditions or did you break any traditions? Um, we didn't really have any traditions. That's only my third cup final. So first one was against Derry. Apparently I was too young for the Galway Cup final. So my dad says. Um, so the first one was against Derry. Like Jay, I was too young to drink for that one. Um, second one then against Sligo. Didn't really go so well. Um, got hung over probably the fourth minute into extra time. <laughs> so my tradition was not to do that this year. So we took it easy. Myself and my dad got a taxi over across town, had breakfast in Rings End, strolled up to the ground and just took it all in really. Um, the whole atmosphere, the whole day, just everyone coming together. Um, and the march was something else. The march up to the stadium it took your breath away, didn't it? It really did. You were kind of looking around and you were trying to see everything all at once. Um, I think if you can if you can gauge of how busy it was, it, as regards the buying in the off license, it took about forty minutes to get your yeah, cans. Yeah. So if that's a good if that's a good indicator of how of how busy it was that you day. Um, the match itself. It was your thoughts on how it went. No. I didn't enjoy it whatsoever. From it was too overwhelming, Pat. Honestly, the whole thing, the nerves right up until say Aaron scored, and then there was like jubilation, and everyone around me just cried. Everyone was crying. For some reason, at that stage, I was three rows in front of my dad. So I had to clamber back to hug him. He was bawling. I was bawling. Um, and then obviously the the sucker punch with the equaliser um, and then yeah when the penalties once the penalties started it was actually too overwhelming I never want to have to experience that emotion again Tremendous. let's just win it two or three with nil yeah. in normal yeah. time next let's year it's be much nicer yeah, yeah, I, quite agree, I quite agree with you absolutely yeah. you have to do it the hard way so let's go let's get it done so guys we're going to close it up and I think Prof I think we're finished for today are we I think we are unless anyone else wants to jump in we're going to finish so we're going to finish it does anybody else want to take in? Does James Lowe have any stats? James Lowe, have you got any stats for us? Right, so guys, we're going to finish it up like this, okay? I want just to cash our memory back to 2008. The last game in Tolka Park, right? We felt like something special was on the horizon. We were It, it was a throwaway season, to be honest. And um, if, if you remember, Pat Tutty Sr. in the infamous video shot by Darren Glennon, he sang a song. And I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give my own rendition of it now, right? So if you want to join in, fair enough. And in, in typical Tifties fashion, Tiff and Eastland fashion, we're gonna end with a song, right? So everybody, if you want to join in, you're welcome. The Rovers flag is white and green. Their colours grace our glorious team. And though our mill town home is gone, our flag will fly if flows along. Oh, we are here. We'll never die. We'll keep the green flag flying high. Shamrock Rovers will never die. We'll keep the green flag flying high. We'll never die. We'll never die. We'll keep the green flag flying high. Shamrock Rovers will never die. We'll keep the green flag flying high. So that is for everybody who never saw talent. Who never saw the cup being won, and all our friends and family, and who've been and deceased, Pat and Pat Tully. Keep on hooping! We'll see you next year.